0: Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. All right, I didn't even count us in, Will, but you know we're such professionals, we don't need to be counted in. So, Um, Will, you know we're kind of back to quote unquote normal here a little bit, but we've got a uh, what we both agreed upon a
1: pretty stellar uh episode 70 of ring of honor tv it feels like a new season because they have the new opening so like this is the opening that ring of honor had when i started watching
0: that's funny i forgot to mention that yeah um yeah that was so, a big thing and it was till the end i mean that was um yeah so it was, it was pretty cool i mean i missed the old one but not so much. But. uh you know, uh, Ring of Honor episode, we're back in DeBurns Arena. Uh, but, you know, they're not going to be in Baltimore the entire year uh, like they were last year. Um, you know, Caleb Seltzer is still on the call. We don't have our permanent uh, whatever his role is. I don't know, just in color commentary and whatever. But um, first match, Will, we've got Alabama Attitude and Mike Posey and
1: Corey Hollis versus Reed Dragon. Um Mike Posey. Mike Posey, what did I say? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm saying more so because wasn't he on a show last year?
0: Yes. I think they both were.
1: Right, but they weren't a team yet. Yeah. And I remember being like, who the fuck is Mike Posey guy? And then when I was watching him, I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? Like, he was a referee. It's like, son of a bitch. He was a referee.
0: <laughs> was he a referee in the E?
1: Yeah. Oh. 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 Um, so Alabama attitude, you know, they 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 really like Alabama, you know, roll tide,
0: roll tide. Um, and Corey Hollis was also on uh the Ring of Honor Dojo Pro show that's on Amazon Prime, which is pretty good. Um, he's made some appearances here and there, I know he still wrestles. Um, this is uh Dragon you know, um, does Mike so is Mike, Mike uh, they were talking when he was a ref, but does he go back to refing then? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, so it goes from the... That's interesting. That's probably the first. Huh. I mean, we obviously definitely had former WWF stars, you know, stars. Um, huh. But uh, not a bad match. I mean, obviously, these two are pretty... I mean, Mike Pulsey's obviously a bit older. Uh, You know, they're putting over Bobby Fish's MMA program. Uh, I don't think they're called Red Dragon yet, though, are they?
1: I didn't think so. No. Okay. Oh. Um. What what they what they say team ambition they 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 drop like the the name mocking the American Wolves yeah I mean the the Alabama attitude didn't really get a whole lot it didn't feel like they got a whole lot in on this match they, they had huh. a couple moments here and there this this felt to me like they dragged out a team for Fish and O'Reilly to beat up.
0: Yeah, um, they did hit a sweet, that sweet
1: double, uh, double team
0: D two suplex thing, and then Mike Posey did hit that top row leg drop. Um, that, was, that was a
1: nice leg drop,
0: dude.
1: You're not gonna catch me fucking
0: jumping that high and dropping on my ass like that. Fuck that noise. Um,
1: I, I I got no padding back there. That's a that's a no for me,
0: brother. It doesn't yeah. work for me, brother. Yeah. Um.
1: Well, that's why I
0: said, brothers, shorter now. You know, so uh said brother of the Scientologist, but um keeps their own, I guess. But uh you know, uh Kyle O'Reilly does hit a vicious they didn't have mats out this time. I, I don't remember Ring of Honor often not having mats. Um yeah, and then Redragon hits with uh that kick brain thingy they got. So um I don't, I thought the, I mean I thought Alabama had to got some offense in. It wasn't a complete squash. Um yeah, fun. I mean, I'm not sure how much we'll see of them later on,
1: but yeah. It's fine tag team match. I mean, obviously very tag team heavy episode. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So um and then after that, we do uh we find out that uh
0: their 11th anniversary taping in Chicago Ridge, Illinois. Um and
1: it's it's alright if you guys didn't catch this at the first time around. They're gonna run it like three more times. So you're gonna hear about Charlie Haas hates take, everyone. T- hates everyone. He's gonna take it out on your ass. Yeah, hates hates everybody. E- I mean everybody. Um, but he especially hates Rhett Titus. Yeah. No, he especially hates BJ Whitmer. That's why. He yeah. He dropped butted. him on his head. Yeah. Totally did Rhett that on purpose. To- well, I mean, you gotta you gotta play it up at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, lean into it. So, um, no Shelton. Is Shelton
0: gone? Does he doesn't go back to the E till like this recent run, right? I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't Is I he, remember. Was he back in Japan? I mean, was he at Wrestle Kingdom or something? I don't know. I don't know. We had, we had these tapings were, and these tapings were right at I mean, probably about the beginning of January. So um, yeah, maybe Shelton was uh was in Japan, who knows? Um, But after that, Will, uh, Nigel McGinnis, our new, you know, authority figure,
1: uh, calls out Jay Lethal. Um, Because he wants him to hear it straight from him. He doesn't want him to hear about it afterwards or hear it in the back. He wants him to come out.
0: And um, I didn't realize that uh, Jay Lethal's um, theme music is also Blue Smock. uh, Blue Smock.
1: Nancy. It ha- has been for a little while now.
0: Yeah, I mean, way to pay attention, Tom. Jesus first.
1: Um, I've, I've only brought it up on this podcast a couple of times. It's okay. It's not. I sure have not quite as many times as you've asked me if I've seen <laughs> Death the Smoochie. But uh,
0: uh well, high fivers. I you know
1: um because I said it was con- kind of interesting when they started going down this road of where he's got to be a little more aggressive. He's got to have this, and all of a sudden he's got a blue smock, Nancy thong. No. yeah hmm anyways anyways um, Nigel McGinnis doing his best <laughs> divorce dad obviously the less favorite parent routine out here he's tall yeah he's really tall he's gonna um he's gonna let Jay off for the fucking warning. No balls. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um what like what I know we're I'm kind of jumping ahead to like the, the sum of this, but what a bitch move, right? Oh, there's nothing I can do unless Kevin Steen takes it back. Like dog, you're supposed to be the boss. Yeah,
0: I have got a warning, you've got a I'm warning you, you're warning me. Um however, I mean Hopefully they're gonna lean into this a little bit. I'd be kind of fun to see like Jay Lethal, like work it. Where I mean, he's got it. You know, Kevin Steen just gives it up. So, um, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, he's got to convince Steen to recent the contract. Nigel gives him a warning. You know, no second warning. Blah 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 blah. Uh, divorced dad.
1: You know what I mean? Like he kind of came that, like, no. now listen, you're you're not being a very good boy right now, Jay Lethal. I'm gonna yeah. give you a warning. And even the crowd's like a warning. What <laughs> is this? Yeah, the the crowd kind of turned on him. So
0: um that's that's a really good way to put that, Will. Thank you. So I, I didn't, you know, so uh then we get an ad for uh you know the Ring of Honor Wrestling or TV. Uh we've talked R- about this
1: ROH R- com.
0: Yeah. I pay per view. I'm not sure who the brainiac was that decided to have Eddie Edwards do this ad.
1: Not a good yeah, idea. I don't, I don't remember that ad. I must have fallen asleep when Eddie Edwards came across my TV.
0: You know.
1: Um, but Will, for the first time in,
0: in a while, guess what's back? Inside, Inside Ring of Honor. Inside Ring of Honor. Um. You know, Adam Cole doesn't like Matt Hardy. Uh, he's a dear, dirty cheater. Um, Matt Hardy does what he wants. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, and normally, Will, a win over a champion would give you a title shot, even though this wasn't a proven ground match. Uh, but Nigel's like, nah, fuck you. You cheated. No
1: rematch. Um, you know who is getting a match, though? I don't remember if they say this in Inside Water or not, but BJ Whitmer
0: is going to be
1: Got pinned in his last match. I mean, dude also kind of overshot the move with that first year <laughs> table.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, you know, but uh, and then Matt Hardy goes on to say, you know, he'd run with a wrestling maneuver. Um, and of course they've got a redneck kung fu t-shirt hanging up in the background in the locker room again. A little tacky. Um, you know, Charlie Haas, K isn't stoked. Whitmer's getting a shot as he pinned him. Um, you know, but, but I guess Whitmer didn't lose any time after that fucking move. not. So that's, uh, fuck that shit, you know, and then they talk about, um, this is kind of weird and we'll talk about it a little bit more later on the the event in Michigan, but steam is, uh, not the same. Um, he hasn't called the powers that be, but you know, Steve Carino's rebuking this, you know, and some unnamed source, uh, blah, blah, blah you know, um, you know, and he calls out Nigel for being this unnamed source and the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, but at the end of this, oh, Will, we find out the top prospect tournament is back. How do you feel about that?
1: Big fan. Big fan of top prospect tournaments.
0: I'm excited, um, especially at this field. Um, and the field's announced. So first we've got QT Marshall, uh, uh, Marshall God's Gift, uh, versus Mike Sed- uh, Sedell, which we will see uh, next in this episode. Uh, we're also getting Antonio Thomas, who we've seen a couple times, versus our boy, Darius Thomas. So it's a, a the battle of the Thomases. Um, and uh, oh shit, I forgot to put that on there. Okay, and we get Silas uh, versus Adam Page, and ACH versus Taven. Um, you know that's Mike great, Ben, it's a great field. Yeah, Mike Bennett won the last top prospect term. So what happened to him and uh Adam Cole and Michael Elgin were both in that too. Um yeah, and the first matches for the anniversary show, you got Cole versus Whitmer for the TV title. And Matt Hardy is one on one next
1: week. So uh a big ring inside Ring of Honor. Yeah. Start so, starting off, starting off hot. Yeah.
0: Uh you know, this is this is season two of, of Ring of Honor uh TV, so that was a good call, Will. You
1: know, jump jumping into some of you usually say like if this is your first episode, I mean that's right, you're giving people a reason to tune in the next week, like hey, we have a tournament going on. Yeah. Tune in next week. Um And these
0: are these are pretty solid prospects. Obviously, we we have the benefit of you know hindsight on what's going forward, but uh yeah. Um but you know, the next match, it's it's QT Marshall. Yes, people, it is pronounced Marshall. Don't at me. Um, versus uh Rock and Roll Mike Sidel. I do have to I mean, I don't like Mike Seidel. I don't like Matt Seidel, but I do have to dig the fact that Mike Sidell is from Paradise City.
1: He's back in the Seidel again. Is they is that really a thing? Or did you make that up? It's like back in the saddle again. Back. In I, the oh side no! I uh, no, I get it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Uh,
0: yeah. But Truth Martini uh, is out for this match. Uh, you know, he's scouting some top prospects. I mean, it's where he did catch his first eyes on Michael Elgin. Um, you know, he's a little hard on you know KT, and I did have to chuckle that uh, Truth Martini thought the Mayans got it wrong. You know, call back to 2012 in the world ending. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the Mayans got it wrong, but you know what, Will? Truth Martini has it right. Um, I thought Martini did awesome on this. I mean, he always does, but um fun match. Both have skills. Um, even if I don't like either of them. Um the crowd is hot. You know, I mean yep. crowd
1: Baltimore, this Baltimore crowd is always yeah, always a great crowd. Yeah,
0: and it sounds like Top Dollar was uh in the in the audience for a bunch of these, so um, yeah, great match, Sidel After a couple near falls, uh, but he botched the standing moonsault. Um, and then uh, QT gets his uh, higher calling, Dominator Slam. Um, and it looks like the QT Marshalls get advanced versus the winner of the the battle, of the Thomases. Whenever that happens,
1: so we it's probably going to be Tidarius, right? I would assume so.
0: Knowing what I know now. The,
1: the guy they've carted out a strong handful of times.
0: Yeah, but it it's fucking dope ass theme song. So um, and then our main event for the week, Will. Uh CNC Russell Factory uh versus
1: the Briscoes. Uh, The Briscoe's the the, the promised match yeah. from from Final Battle.
0: Yeah, you know, and uh CNC Russell Factory, they respect the Briscoes. Uh, but when that bell rings. You know, the the respect goes out the window. Man, Caprice is sporting nice leather coat. I don't know if you noticed it or not, Will.
1: Pretty fancy pants, though. Um, Caprice is the man. Yeah. yeah they, they, they both kind of promote. It. It's pretty much the same thing. Like, you know, we like these guys. We're friends. But once once the match actually starts, like, it's got it's it's the titles.
0: It. Yeah. Um, You know, and Caprice thinks, like, you know, we're moving on up to the top of the, the card or whatever, Um, you know. You know, and yeah, the breast like uh Wilson, you know, Briscoe will say pretty much the same thing. So um I did I did have chuckle Mark spitting truth, you know, saying, you know, we're eight-time champs, but uh, you know what? That just means we lost seven times, which he ain't wrong. You know,
1: you know I, in the words of uh Shining Wizards, right? Yeah, oh, they're eight they're eight time champs, you know what that means. There were seven seven time losers. losers. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but this time it's going to be different. He's going to beat them turkeys. Um,
0: yeah, and, and the aforementioned we were actually talking about earlier the kung fu uh redneck kung fu t shirt uh, that he's wearing. So
1: yeah, um, we're we're also starting to hear a little more of um, Caprice and Coleman being called CNC. Finally, so they they, they haven't been given the the, the full CNC Russell Factory name, but the crowd's chanting CNC. They're kind of referencing themselves as CNC, so we'll probably. See that uh, that name start popping up more. Yeah,
0: I hope that's a dope name. So this was uh, a dope
1: match. Yeah,
0: I mean, obviously it's TV. I wish it's a little bit longer, but it's always a good sign. Uh, we yeah, do I mean, get it the was, co-
1: it was a good twelve minutes, right? Something yeah. like that. I mean, it, it's you know I
0: I do have to remember it's TV, so uh, but we do get a quote of honor, Of course, we do. You know, um, but like on the belt, respect, yeah. Champs. Uh but man, yeah, the, the beginning of this match of Mark and Cedric like going hold for hold was awesome. I mean, it's not something you see. Um, obviously we discussed a little bit earlier. I mean, at the end of the way, I mean, Mark and Jay are fucking athletes. That's the bottom line. Yeah, they're brawlers, yeah, they're fighters, but they're fucking athletes at the end of the day. Um, and uh I you know they always reference that Caprice left wrestling. Um I don't know why. I mean, he's only thirty six. Obviously, things happen. But do you think do you why? I
1: mean, on commentary he said he had just said something like injuries building up, and that was probably why. But it's like every time somebody leaves the E right, they they leave. They're off TV for a while. They rehab whatever injuries they had, and they come back and they look like a million bucks.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, some something kind of something
0: serious. Like he, I mean, he retired. I mean. It's retiring in wrestling,
1: so. I mean, it's got to be, a th- like, I wouldn't have any idea from personal experience, but it probably does get frustrating when, especially if it's, like, small things, right? If it's a bunch of small things that just keep popping up, it's like, oh, you're going to be out for this many weeks. All right, I'm back. All this happens. Oh, you're out, You're going to be out for, like, this many weeks. It always yeah. gets frustrating to the point if you just keep having a string of be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. I mean, he probably wouldn't say "fuck it" because he's a holy man. But
0: yeah, man, man of the cloth as the kids let's say. Um,
1: you he's know, popping collars and left and right. You know what I'm saying, Tom?
0: Yeah, you know. Um, but we we had spoken uh, earlier on our uh, our thank you Jay Briscoe, but this is our weekly. Uh, Mark Briscoe is a is a national treasure, um, and Jay just showing you know the legend that he is, um. Yeah, uh, they do keep harping on that you know that Matt Hardy's not getting the title shot. even the only one. Um, I do dig that story. Um, and we do find out during this match that we're getting um, Silas versus Adam Page next week. You know, it's it's kind of cool to see both those guys like in a top prospect uh, tournament. Yeah. Um, but dude, the end of this fucking match, God damn. Um, high paced. Uh Cedric even kicked out clean of the froggy bowl. How the fuck often does that happen? Um but yeah, but uh Mark rolls him into the Doomsday or uh he kicked out the froggy bowl, but yeah, they uh they do roll him in the Doomsday device. Um, you know, like I talked about earlier, great, uh great match. We should get five more minutes. Um you know, quote of honor for sure. Um, and then of course that's until Scum shows up. And uh, I mean I think at this point, Rhino's will officially a member of Scum. He's he's got the
1: scum t shirt. You yeah. probably pick one of those up at rohwrestling.com, yeah. Um, at this point, so and uh, Carino comes out in the suit,
0: it's fancy pants. So uh, I don't know why he'd be in a suit, Will. Hmm, interesting. Um, I don't know. but that I
1: canadian I, club hasn't been removed as color commentator yet, so <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, at the, well, well, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, they really lay into Caleb. I feel kind of bad for the guy. Um, but I uh, mean, this match... Duke, I mean, Duke from the Boston area probably deserves it. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but, but a great match, but the thing I really took away from this match, Will, was uh, it was so well-booked. I mean, it may seem like CNC would have literally beat any other team that they were wrestling except for the Briscoes. That was kind of the feeling I got.
1: I mean, We saw a lot of how close it was between them the last year, right? Like there was yeah. the the other tournament where there was the interference and that's what got the Briscoes the win. And the Briscoe's yeah. in like that. They're like, no, we don't we don't want to be like that. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, a year ago, I mean, when we started this podcast, Will, they were heels.
0: Um, but I mean obviously. They were just...
1: back back when, you know, five thousand dollars. They they were hanging out with the house of truth. Yeah. Not necessarily by choice.
0: Yeah. The 84 minute match in the Battle of Carolinas that we will review someday. Um, I will buy us both a copy.
1: Um and maybe we'll do a watch along. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's gonna be so much so much wasted time in that match. I can only imagine. Um uh we shall see, but uh um
0: yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, scum's continuing to make sure there's no honor in Ring of Honor. So, um, you know, we'll put it best. It, it seems like this is a new season. Um, great new start. I like it. New song. You know, well, this is a song we're gonna have for the next, you know, seven, eight, nine years. Um,
1: the song I remember.
0: You know, so I kind of forgot about this until you know,
1: and it wraps up. It wraps up. Like a little, it still feels like it's a little ongoing, right? Like they kind of like cut when they're still like in the ring and like they're still kind of jawing at people and scum levels out both teams. So it's these three teams are part of final battle, and you know scum's coming back, swinging back, like want want the titles back. I you mean, know, obviously, yeah. Uh-huh. So maybe maybe we see Rhino and Jacobs, or depending on one scum starts proliferating like the NWO.
0: Yeah, not looking forward to that, but.
1: I can't uh, believe you're not looking forward to more Cliff Compton.
0: All I know of Cliff Compton is from Polka podcast, which segue, uh, I texted you and Brendan earlier. Um. Oh,
1: shit, we forgot Brendan's question dishonor. Do um, you want to <laughs> do it next week or you want to do it now? Did he send you one? Because when I, I didn't see it in the text changes, I thought we said we weren't going to do a question this week. But if you have one, I'd, I'd happily answer it. should be in that thread. Do you have your phone on me? I'm not going to get mine, I guess. I what, when, 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 when we... It's basically I the moment, know. like, has a wrestler ever scared you? I, mean, I could just get up. Oh, so this was Okay. So yeah, I I missed it because I wasn't checking my phone during the time. So I there was like just a block of text, and I was just kind of like <laughs> quick, quick reading through. So, so what what's our question? Uh, uh, any wrestler who scared you? Scared watching wrestling. Never scared in like. A, I don't think I've ever been scared like I think that wrestler is scary. I've been scared watching spots. Man, like, yeah. this makes me feel uneasy. You know, like when we we're at Hammerstein and AJ Gray's climbing up to the top of that ladder and you're watching it move, it's like, I don't trust that ladder. And then he gets to the top and he goes off and it's like, he didn't get anything that he was trying to get off that shitty ass ladder. It's like when he exactly. hit the ground, like, that made me scared. Stuff like that scares me. But, and, like, uh, I, I didn't get to start watching wrestling until I was a little older. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of past the point of being scared of, like, all the Undertaker you or, like, the Papa Shango stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it was... At
0: first, I, I was old. I saw, the first time I saw the Undertaker live... Um. Was a king of the ring 96. And I mean, I was right in 1920, but it was a pretty, it wasn't scary, but it was a pretty cool fucking experience, to be honest with you. I mean, they pump in a bunch of fucking air conditioning. It got super cold in there and then the whole kit and
1: caboodle. Um, See, that's dope.
0: Yeah. That's the and, kind of
1: three dimensional storytelling
0: we need. Uh, you know, it was pretty Fuck, I mean, it's in a small fucking arena, you know, so it, it was an awesome experience. I mean, blessed out was 19, but, um, I don't know if I was scared, but I was thought there might be a legit riot. Uh, this was at the 2019 uh, Insane 8 uh, at La Pica Lounge number 3, the world famous, as coined by Chad and Diesel. Uh, if you've ever been to La Pica Lounge, it's a great place for fucking wrestling. If you want to be up close, because, I mean, you're literally, front row, you're literally sitting there with your feet on the ring. Um, but Nick Cage was in said tournament, uh, Schlack, um, Matt Tremont, um, and also the 2018 and ICW Milwaukee legend, Or Invite. uh, but Nick Cage gets screwed over on account, and, uh, Nick Cage is not happy about losing a death match in under five minutes. Even if it's in Milwaukee and, uh, place almost turned into a fucking riot.
1: Um, I mean, I can, I can imagine. I mean, like if I was in the crowd when Cardona beat him for the belt, I probably would have been scared.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's shouting there, fucking walkie, The old kitten caboodle, you know. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a small room, Will. It's literally the size of my living room. I mean, I'm not,
1: I'm not even kidding. No, you, um, you, you've, 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 uh, you've told us before. You, you've said that it is a small. It's a crash Is that where uh, GCW ran when they just came through? Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what you are saying. Like you were surprised that that's the venue they were going to because it is such a small.
0: Yeah, and they only did one roll of seats. Listen, so for ICW they had, and especially in especially the insane eight, they have two rolls, so it's even closer. But uh, yeah, I mean that moment was was a little uh, you know, I felt bad for uh, referee Mike, but he he survived and. Uh, yeah, for first second there, I uh, I went into shoot mode and I thought you know it was uh, it was all kayfabe and good fun and everything, but that was a lot of fun. So go check that out. That's on somewhere. Um, yeah. So Google. I think that was
1: uh Google it insane eight Nick Gage.
0: Yeah, Google N- them shits. N-
1: Mdk all day. Yeah, and then uh, what were the moments that Brunden had? Brunden had. Thank you, Brendan, for your question and dishonor. Um, Brendan, sorry I suck at your questions again. But, uh, I mean, obviously you'll understand. Let's see. He had uh, Under the Giant uh, choking Hogan. And then uh, the night HPK collapsed on Raw, they they played it up. That was like a K fade thing, but it was um uh, said at the time it yeah. was because they sold it like it was I can't, like it I mean, was real.
0: Um actually it's funny, yeah. So it's the time actually I don't know if anyone remembers this, but uh the time that Ric Flair had a heart attack on Raw. Like it was funny, like I mean, I shouldn't say funny. Um but I mean we were watching it I me and my buddy Tony uh shout out to Tony, he passed away last year, yeah. His nickname was Hoss, and we called it for a hunk of stinking shit. Um, but we we're joking around like, man, this motherfucker is so jacked up he's giving a heart attack, and then he had a heart attack on TV. But uh, it's funny you mentioned Hogan though. Uh but as a kid watching the earthquake and Hogan, you know, that lead up to SummerSlam 90 after he came, just came back, you know. I mean, you know, earthquake splashed him and I, I bought it, man. I thought Hogan was dead. I mean, I was I was still I mean at this point I still think wrestling's real. I, I mean, I know I'm 13. Uh, I mean, you know what I mean, but um,
1: it's like my yeah. my cover photo on Facebook says, "Wrestling is real people are fake."
0: That's true. Uh, you know, I I thought legit, you know, and then I can't find the fucking promo. But when he came back, so yeah, Earthquake smashing Hogan. I wasn't there in person, but definitely a little scared. So, um, so yeah, uh, Will and I are going to kind of cut this one a little bit short. I am going to continue on. Uh, There's a really cool uh, event
1: that happened on January. There's a cool live event, and we'll screw. We're 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 what two weeks into 2013. I've already I already bungled something.
0: I wasn't gonna bring this up, Will. Um, But
1: besides Brendan's, you know, bracket question, which you know I had two weeks to do, and I still waited to five minutes before showtime to actually do it.
0: Well, it turned out pretty good, but uh, I will go over um, the Hunt for the Gold uh, episode, uh, kind of my own, so um, stay tuned for that. But, uh, Will, before we pull the train into the station on this part, you got uh, anything you kind of want to add? I know it's been a, a long recording day for us, but. No. You
1: know, read a book, do something you like.
0: Watch wrestling. Watch good wrestling. Watch whatever the fuck you want. You, know, you want
1: you want you want to watch WOW. You want to watch MLW. You want to watch uh XPW, I guess. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe not that last one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to watch if you want to watch RAW. Go right ahead. So you want to you want to bootleg some Lucha Underground. Need some Lucha Underground. So did you see that MLW might be leading into more like a Lucha Undergroundy kind of thing? I they I thought they already were doing that though, so I don't know. Well, they're they're doing it again, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I never I never got into MLW because every time I went to go watch it, it was always some like best of recap episode, and I really didn't get anything.
0: From it. Yeah, I mean, um, I just might buy the bullet and, and and buy the the digital versions on Amazon. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but will my friend, as always, I appreciate you. I don't care if you missed the episode, you know, all the thing, but. Uh, suck. Sucks to suck. Couldn't be me. <laughs> uh, but everybody stay tuned and uh, we'll talk to everybody later. All right, well thank you so much. And so, yeah, unfortunately, Will uh, ran out of a little bit of time uh, here. It did get pretty late, you know, like we talked about earlier. If I want to break down the fourth wall, because, well, it's our show and we do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, make, you know, we had recorded earlier, you know, the, the Jay Briscoe tribute. Or, uh, I, just, I don't want to say tribute show, it wasn't really a tribute. Uh, you know, i really to thank you, Jay, uh, for all you've done, and uh, best of luck to everything with uh, with your family and everything. And, uh, you know, so that was emotional and tiring, you know, and Will's got to get up early in the morning. So I'm going to go solo-dolo on this one, you know, in the spirit of literally, you know, giving you every single match that ring of honor. Uh, puts out, you know, so uh, I'm going to pause here real quick, because I just realized uh, my laptop with all my notes is about to die. So, I'll see you in a couple seconds, High, fly- uh, high Fivers. And High Flyers, I mean, High flyer, fi- uh, Flyers are in the building. And I'm going to get some water, because I can't fucking talk. Alright, I'm back. Um, Plus, I, said, I knew I said I'd be back in a second. And podcast time, it's been a second, so... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go over um, It's the quote-unquote house show uh, called Hunt for Gold uh, that emanated from Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, original air date was January eighteenth, two 2013. Um, and for this one, uh, Nigel McGinnis and Kevin Kelly are on the call. And, uh, you know, N- Nigel kind of talks about how he really likes, you know, really likes working the house shows. And to Ring of Honor's credit, I mean they do a really good job with their quote unquote house shows. Uh but we'll get more into that a little bit later here. Uh, you know, in the beginning of the show, um crowd seems a little sparse and, you know, a little a little quiet. Uh as a broadcast, you know, obviously I have the benefit of recording this after I watched the whole thing. Um, no offense, Ring of Honor, but the pre- production for this one was pretty shitty, um, to be honest with you. But we'll get into that as, you know, as we go through here, but uh First match on the card, uh the 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 curtain jerker, as the kids like to say, was uh Reed Dragon uh, versus Ty, uh, Titus and Whitmer, you know, and uh the whole match pretty much uh, Nigel and, and Kevin Kelly are kind of going over how tough you know um Bobby Fish is and um or they're talking about how tough uh, BJ Whitmer is, uh, as we talked about at Final Battle, he took that really nasty nasty spill off the top rope through the table. Uh, but he didn't miss any time. Uh, so good job to Mr. Whitner. Uh, put over the fact that, you know, Red Dragon um, may have teamed longer than expected. You know, uh, kayfabe, this story is, you know, that they're a newly formed team and all this stuff. And also they put over a lot of Bobby Fish's uh, MMA bad-assery, uh, bad as the kids like to say. Um, and then uh, one part of the match, uh, Red Titus did a... Did a flip to the outside and, oof, um, yeah, almost died, so I'm glad he's good. But, uh, no mats this time, which I find kind of odd, because Ring of Honor is usually pretty diligent with, uh, with their mats and everything, so I was kind of surprised to see this event didn't have any mats, uh, and that will come into play later. Um, you know, I just wondered, did they not make it on the truck, so who knows? Uh, this is a a great showcase for Red Dragon you know uh gets their first test against a formidable opponent you know that's not American wolves you know let's face facts here I mean obviously the American wolves are uh you know top of the list obviously there's you know the briscoes uh CNC and American wolves uh you know no offense to to, to Whitmer and Titus but you know this is a good test for them you know and uh but there's a lot of fun you know looking at this you know obviously BJ Whitmer and Bobby fish are the quotes you know other statements of the match but it'd be really fun to see these two, you know go uh go ahead ahead someday so hopefully that happens um you know honestly one thing that may sway me back into tony khan's ring of honor is uh you know if they bring back the loaded the loud things on the, on the bike rack you know that's what ring of honor is known for you know is those barricades and you know people pounding on them like that and uh and everything so you know, let's bring that back. Let's bring that flavor back. So, just adds a whole new dynamic. But in the end, um, Red Dragon's too much as they hit that brainbuster thing that they, they like to do uh, after knocking Whitmer out, and uh, they double team the living snot out uh, of Titus. But um, I and mean, then at this point, we find out that uh, the main event for the evening will be uh, the Briscoes versus uh, the American Wolves. Uh, kind of a Road of Honor. Um, but yeah, once again, you know, Red Dragon here doing a, a great job. As, uh, as the shit-ass heels that they are. So, fun match, great opener. You know, a lot of interesting to see what happens going on in the future and everything. So, uh, next we've got Mr. Steve Carino, uh, Mr. No-Selling-In-My-Dream versus Jay Lethal. And what I mean by that is I had a dream a couple days ago. I texted Will and Brendan about this, but I was at a Packer game, and Steve Carino was, like, getting an honor or was, like, the guest of honor. Um, at Lambeau Field, which is funny because I've never been to Lambeau Field for a regular season Packer game, but it's another story. And uh, I, you know, I, uh, somehow I got to see Carino after backstage, some or something, you know, and I asked if he wanted to come on Ring of, Ring of Honor Revelry, and just no, sold me my dream. So, um, yeah, but I really like this. Obviously, you know, they're they're telling the story that Jay Lethal has to convince Kevin Steen to give him a title shot you know, so, you know, maybe this is, this is how they go about it, so, we'll see how this plays out, but, you know, I was going to ask Will this, but I, I keep forgetting to, but does scum stand for something, because it's s.c.u.m, so, uh, I might be missing something, so don't laugh at me if I am, so, uh, you know, shout out me, Brandon, if you know, uh, Ifreeds, e. or Henry Bauer, uh, my good friend Azar, if anybody knows, so let me know, um, uh, the microphone, you know, because, uh, you know, Kevin Kelly is the man. I'm not just saying that because he showed it on the Shining Wizards podcast on Wrestle Kingdom, uh, and it also can be a future guest that we'll get to talk to, you know, on the Shining Wizards, but Mike, he's doing uh, the ring announcing, and he's doing all he can, but the mic's not good. Um, I don't know if that's just the recording or what's going on, but it is what it is. Uh, but see, Carino gets on the mic. You want to start some sense in the lethal, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. You know, and uh, bust out the whole, you know, idiots from Dearborn with their broken families. And, yes, Carino dated Jay Lethal's mom. And uh, they went all the way, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Always like it when the, um, you know, and then Jay Lethal starts beating the piss out of Carino. One thing I always kind of like was when the heel can't get their gear off. You know, because the face is beating the living snot out of them right out the gate. So that's always a good way to start start a match, though. You know, and like we talked about earlier, uh, the doing the, the storyline, you know, that Steen had a changed look on his face after Ladder Wars. And, you know, he hasn't called Nigel McGuinness, and he hasn't checked in yet. So, um, But we find out later also in the evening, too, that Ken Steen is going to be favorite, uh, facing Ring of Honor Reverie favorite, uh, Tadarius Thomas. So that should be fun. Um you know, and then uh, oh boy, you know, I was watching the match, and there's the merch table. Uh, Alyssa, Will and I were talking about it with their red neck kung fu t-shirts and everything. So you know, I know it's a small building, I get it, you know, but can we not see the the merch stand in the background? But you know, it is it is what it is. I'm probably picking it to this point, but match is okay, uh, but story way better. Uh, ends with Lethal. Uh, takes too long to get on the on the top rope. Uh, Carino knocks him off, but Lethal Lethal battles back. Uh, hits the Lethal Injection on Carino, but he climbs the rope uh, and hits the. Um, oh my gosh! Why am I spacey at the Macho Man elbow? Oh my gosh! I'm so embarrassed. I, I can't. And I didn't type it in wrong. A uh, hail to the King. Oof! Uh, elbow for the win. Uh after uh after that, you know, Carino rolls out of the ring, uh goes after Nigel Kong Lise, uh or excuse me, a Limey, and uh he's the reason why the DVDs suck and he's responsible what's gonna happen to Darius tonight. Um, you know, Nigel follows him in the back and we'll see what happens uh, once they get back there. So uh next we get a really awesome match. Uh one of my picks for the breakout star of twenty thirteen. Uh, but the last real man and his mustache and uh, he's finally got his real music that he will have uh till he leaves ring of honor uh but silas young versus Roderick strong you know and uh first, this is roddy's first post uh, post-House of truth match um and uh, you know and wait what you know go figure uh truth is uh is on the call here and what are you what are you doing Smokas? causing a ruckus picture kiddo. You didn't finish your dinner, kiddo. You got to finish your dinner. Get your treats. So, ah, sorry about that, high-fivers. Um, yeah, but, you know, uh, Truth is on the call for this Roddy match. And, you know, is he scout? is is Truth Martini, is he scouting Silas? You know, Silas Silas become House of Truth? Um... And damn, it, you know, real quick, uh, Kevin Kelly almost kind of spoiled the top prospect tournament. Uh, please don't do about don't do that. let we talked about that earlier, you know, on the TV episode. We're really stoked for this top prospect tournament. You know, obviously, in, Silas is in the top prospect tournament, and uh, that's a really good field. And I'm really excited where they're going with that. Uh, fun stiff match, and uh, man, these two beat the living piss out of each other, you know. And it's a couple points, you know. <sighs> Obviously, it's part of the match, but, man, it just seemed that, uh seemed some real bitterness. So I don't know if these two had some real heat, you know, with them or what's going on. But uh, it also, like I said, I mean, obviously, if anyone knows me, I'm an AAW fan. And this is right kind of in the middle of Silas's Hall of Fame AAW run. You know, so he was hot-fired on there. So we'll see what happens uh, going forward. But uh, I do like the story here uh, where, you know, Truth is scouting the top prospects. You know, the last uh, top prospect tournament in 2010, uh, Michael Elgin, was in that tournament. So, But Silas goes for misery, uh, missed it, but then Roddy comes in with a spinning elbow, uh, then that slamming gut buster thing, and uh, Silas lands on his feet just to get for a sick kick, uh, and gets snicked out, not knocked out, and then after the match, we actually get a code of honor from Roddy uh, onto Silas Young. You know, so we'll see what happens here. I mean, those two, uh, it was a great match. You know, it's definitely one of those matches that define Ring of Honor as as the style that they're going to be, so. And then the next match we've got for the Ring of Honor world title. Um, not sure why, but we're stoked about it because we are big fans of Tadarius Thomas, but it is Tadarius Thomas. And excuse me, I had to drink some water there. And if only we could hear his theme song. So that trampoline song, i got to track that down. I know Will sent me a copy of that uh, Spotify Ring of Honor list mu- entrance music thing. So i got to see if that's on there because I really dig that song. So And uh, Blue Smock Nancy, you know, Unsettling Differences. Well, could barely hear it either. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I made a little note on here. Said, you know, I was going to ask, Will, where can you get that shirt that Kevin Steen's wearing? Well, it's funny because yeah like i said earlier the merch stand is right there in view uh the camera shot and it's clear as day is that kevin steen shirt that he's wearing is on sale and being presented so you know maybe i'm picking it. It's, uh, who knows so um you know the in-ring action definitely t- you know takes back from that so um you know and steen uh he's funny um you know, cracking jokes the whole time, uh, talking about, you know, that he's, he doesn't want to be in Detroit and the whole kick and caboodle, you know, but which doesn't really go with the whole story, that he's a changed man. Uh, who knows? Uh, Steen, Spanter, you know, is great. Uh, but Truth is also from Detroit, um, you know, and like I so said, Tadarius Thomas is in the top prospect tournament, so we still got Truth Martini on the call. Um, and then Steen, at one point in the match, uh, does his own capoeira. Uh, it's on point. You know, th- this is just classic Steen. Um, yeah, and then, uh, Steen goes for the pin, and then I goes for another pin, and he starts yelling at Todd Sinclair, you know, that was Six! Uh, you know, so I, listen, I'm a little weirded out by like, I, you know, they didn't say anything about, you know, how he's a changed man or anything, but they do mention that Truth Martini uh, has been on a bunch of podcasts doing everything, so I did find his podcast uh, with Cole Cabana. I was going to listen to that, you know, this week for some research onto this episode, but with everything happened, I haven't gotten to that point, so I will get that listen to High Fiver's You know, and kind of get some insight. So, because it's always kind of good catching. Because that podcast, it looks like it came out late 2012, I'm hoping. Uh, So, we'll be a fun. And, obviously, Colt Kamana. uh, Shout out to Colt Kamana. Simple fact is the wrestling podcasting, you know, maybe it would have happened with or without Colt. But uh, he's he's obviously the pioneer of, of what we do. So... You know, as the match goes on, but one thing I do, uh, obviously, Tadarius Thomas got some very unique offense that not a lot of people use, but I love when he uses his head to block punches. Uh, just old school, you know, very effective, super simple, and to be honest, it hurt like a son of a gun. I mean, top of your head is the hardest part, but, um, you know, you know, for a while, Steen was dominating Tadarius, but at the end, he did get some late offense in, you know, so it wasn't quite a squash match, and you really could show what he did. Uh, he, haven't, he even kicked out of the F-Sync, uh, which is awesome. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, Kedstein gets that package pile driver because now it's legal. Uh, there's no Jim Cornette and uh, seals the deal. And, and unfortunately, uh, Tadarius Thomas um, is not the Ring of Honor champion. You know, great match, fun match, really kind of served its purpose. We love Tadarius, you know, and then uh, next match... I, I couldn't fucking believe what I was seeing in front of my eyes, but uh, it is uh, this kid, Brett Daniels, uh, a smaller guy, you know, kind of a showcase, uh, facing um Trey Miguel, 136-pound Trey Miguel, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the Trey Miguel we know and love today, and whoof, is he a skinny kid, Um, you know, and it was funny because actually <laughs> Kevin Kelly screwed up his name, on, uh, on the announcements, and uh, he actually corrected it on mic, like kind of off air, which is great. Um, but yeah, some some legit amateurs. I mean, they're they're talking, they're showcasing the Ring of Honor amateurs. I'd be shocked if either of these kids are sixteen or seventeen. You know, it'd be good to see, but you know, um, and there's, you know they start going at it, and then Charlie Haas came, out. So. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we're not getting this amateur showcase that we were hoping to get. You know, but we do, uh, Charlie Haas is wearing his, uh, Haashole shirt, which I always do love. Um, yeah, and then he gets on the mic and he just starts talking about everyone in the room should have had abortions and, you know, loads that should have been swallowed. Uh, then he goes on a weird anti-Muslim rant and how the Taliban is taking over Detroit, you know, obviously with the cars and everything, so, um... I mean, I I get it, you know, he's being a heel, it's a different time and everything, just a little odd, you know, it is what it is, but now it's a handicap match, you know, and lots of bullying, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, no disrespect to Mr. Daniels, and obviously Trey Miguel is literally probably one of the top 25 best wrestlers in the world right now, you know, uh, didn't really stand a chance, you know, I mean, Charlie Haas pretty much weighs as much as the both of them, Um, you know, they get the living shit kicked out of him, lots of bullying. And then he does, uh, you know, that double Haas of pain, and they both tap out. So, served his purpose. You know, we were talking earlier, Charlie Haas was doing his promo without Shelton Benjamin. I do believe that Shelton Benjamin may have gone back to the E at this point, uh, or is on his way. So, we shall see uh, what's happening there. But next, uh, besides the main event, it is uh, Match of the Night. This is definitely one of those matches that people are going to, are kind of, you know, that's definitely kind of slept on. You know, nothing really going, building up for it, but it's uh, Adam Cole versus Jimmy Jacobs. And obviously, you know, member scum is wrestling, so Steve Carino's on the call. Uh, but he's out there with Nigel. And Steve's been fined. And he's being pretty cordial, calling him Mr. Nigel and everything, so. um... You know, but this is a this you know, and then Carino brings up you know this is Jimmy's first singles match he's had, you know since he wrestled El Generico lasts well over a year ago. And Carino's like, well, you know what happened ever you know what happened to that Generico guy? Because right around here, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn, oh sorry, El Generico uh, passes away in in an orphan fire. You know, so see what happens there. So. Um, you know, I'm kind of digging this this weird, like, subservient, contrite, Carino. Um, obviously, last time he did this, he ended up having a bloodbath of a match at Final Battle with Kevin Steen. You know, so we'll see what goes off uh, from there. And, uh... Yeah, and, you know, that was really the match that really kind of, you know, kicked off this podcast. That, you know, obviously, it was, it was a timing thing, but... Um... You know, and we talk about this all the time. I've talked about it on here. I talked with our good friend Mr. Trent Sabiri, you know, who's worked with Jimmy Jacobs personally, and you see it in Impact Wrestling. The fact of the matter is, Jimmy Jacobs is a ring fucking genius. That that's that's all. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, the guy is a genius. I hope the guy writes a book someday. You know, I mean, talk about making. Uh, you know, he. He's really made uh, chicken salad from chicken sit his whole career, you know, so so kudos to him, so, uh, you know, and Adam Cole, looking very technical, I mean, obviously, we, you know, the match he had with O'Reilly last year, everyone was barking about, undeservedly so, you know, Adam Cole, the, the boy can wrestle, you know, when, when he wants to, uh, so a lot of technicality here, uh, so, super solid, fun match, and, um. You know, and Steve Carino shilling for Nigel in DVDs, um, you know, and then he's working on shilling uh, CDs, and, uh, but Nigel wants to bring it back to the match, because, I mean, obviously, commentators are there to put over the match, um, you know, and then, uh, Adam Cole gets thrown over the rope, but he's, he's really kind of, I mean, he kind of messes up the skinning of the cat, uh, kind of a couple failed attempts, um, you know, and Jack, Jacobs makes him pay, but, uh. And I saw Jimmy Jacobs does do uh, the classic nose pull, you know, the classic heel. Once again, you know, the smaller guy, do whatever it takes to, to beat the bigger guy. Um, oh, yeah, and by the way, they didn't mention this at the beginning, but it's a proving ground match. So if Jimmy Jacobs wins this match, he has a future TV title shot, which obviously a lot of people have contention with the TV title uh, going forward as B.J. Whitmer has a title shot. And uh, Matt Hardy beat Adam Cole, but he doesn't have a TV TV title shot. So, fun storytelling right there. So, Um, You know, and then uh, Jimmy Jacobs does open mouth kiss uh, Adam Cole, and he forgets about, you know. um, And then uh, they're they're talking about, you know, previous, you know, because Steve Carino is always picking on Caleb Seltzer, uh, you know. And then Kevin Kelly, like... Literally, like, forgets Caleb's name. So, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know. I, I like Caleb, Caleb Seltzer. I don't know what happened there. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what happens for their developments here. You know? But does Carino want Caleb's job? You know? um, You know, so I guess we'll see. But And at one point, uh, Jimmy Jacobs puts Adam Cole in a pretty vicious uh, guillotine choke. Uh, and uh, there's some creative offense for Cole to get out of that. You know, a lot of fun. And then, god damn, Jacobs hits a sliced bread move on the fucking apron? I mean, yes. I say it all the goddamn time. You ever see me in a wrestling show? Oh my god. It's the hardest part of the ring. But god damn, a sliced bread onto the fucking apron? Oof. Um, you know, and at one point, Jimmy Jacobs punches Adam Cole in the mouth. And uh, his gum lands in Kevin Kelly's lap. Uh, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, ending was hot fire, man. I really, I mean, this is a great match all the way through. And, uh, you know, Jacobs looks good, but Jacob eats a super kick, bounces off the rope for a spear. Uh, then he gets speared, um, uh, comes off the rope for a spear, but then he gets kicked in the head. And then, uh, oh yeah, you know, it, um, he spears Cole, and then he gets he a couple super kicks, but, uh, once again, the match ends with a fucking Florida Key. I love you, Adam Cole. Glad you're back in AEW in current times. You know, you put on some great matches. But why is it the Florida Key is always, I mean, is is the finisher? You know, uh, great match. I wish it would end a little differently. But, hey, at the end of the day, they went 18 minutes and 30 seconds. Great match. Stole the show. Wasn't expecting it. So definitely one of those matches. That we will be discussing in a few months in December and everything. So, uh, the next match we've got Unbreakable, Michael Elgin uh, versus newest Gun member, uh, you know Rhino. And to say this is a Hoss fight, this is probably the definition of Hoss fight. And I do want to shout out uh, my good old friend Hoss. Uh, uh, who passed away a couple years ago, unless I, unfortunately, did miss the, the funeral, and hadn't seen him in way too long, but his nickname was Hoss, uh, but of course it was for a hunk of, uh, hunk of stinking shit, uh, you know, so every time I hear Hoss, I, I think of him, so, you know, um, uh, Hoss, Mr. Brother, you know, it's been way too fucking long, and, and, uh, yeah, that's all I really got, but, um, you know, obviously this match went as expected, but awesomely, um. It was pretty fun, and, you know, obviously the fact is, Rhino's the face in this match. Rhino is from Dearborn, Michigan. So, obviously, you know, they switched that, so that was fun, but he, <laughs> Rhino gave a fun promo beforehand, uh, shouting out spots, you know, showing his dearbornness and, and the whole kit and caboodle, and, you know, this this store at that spot, and this restaurant at this spot, the intersection here, and then, uh, he ends it with, uh, in fact, uh, you know, he, lo- or, uh, there's a corner right out there on the third in Cleveland He's like, "Yep, that's where I lost my virginity." And I I literally chuckled a little wild. Um fucking hilarious. Um Obviously, no, this match is not technical. It would I uh, nor what I expect it to be, but man, spelled in the crowd, uh camera guys did a great job. You know, Ring of Honor doesn't really do the crazy in the crowd thing. Um I mean, cuz they went all over the building. Yeah, they they shout, you know, they fight on the outside and everything, but Um, I had to really chuckle here, you know, Nigel McGuinness and and Kevin Kelly, I mean, this is a great match, Um, no offense to either participant, you know, but this is definitely one of those great examples of what makes Nigel and Kevin Kelly so good at what they do, Uh, they were awesome in this this match, so, you know, uh, a lot of fun you know, and then uh, they're they're fighting through the crowd, and Nigel's cajoning Elgin, you know, because this is this is Rhino's hometown, you know, and he's probably got people in the crowd, and Nigel's like, you know, and Rhino, he don't hang out with librarians. Great call, love the line, you know, something a little unique, and obviously tells a little bit of story, uh, you know, and once again, Michael Elgin, you know, we talk about this. This is Michael Elgin, the wrestler, just for that's all I'm gonna say. God damn, for a guy his size, he's got a fucking motor. I mean, obviously, he was training with Roddy. Because Roddy's got a motor, like, fucking known tomorrow. Uh, But Rhino, you know, for his age, you know, hung in in there. And they fought for a while. You know, at the end of the the day, this match went 15 minutes. Um, You know, I was talking about earlier, Nigel and Kevin Kelly doing a great job. But really kind of explaining the different nuances, uh, you know, of this whole match. At one point, though, I mean... You know, Michael Elgin tried to superplex Rhino from the outside of the ring. You know, and and Nigel doing a good job kind of explaining the logistics on that. And, you know, move your foot here. <clears throat> yes, Michael Elgin strong, but he's not that strong. But he does hit a vicious German suplex on Rhino. Not an easy feat. Um, you know, I mean, Rhino does actually get the gore on Elgin. You know, but he kicks out, and then uh, Rhino goes for a second one. Uh, but Elgin kicks him in the face, and uh, he goes for the power bomb. Uh, but Rhino wriggles out of it. Uh, but Elgin um, does that swinging back fist, and then uh, knocks Rhino down, and he uh, gets him on the mat and gets him in a cross face, showing some map based work here. And uh, Michael Elgin gets the win after 15 minutes, uh, with the with the cross face. So, you know, um, heck of a match. You know, 15 minutes of fun. And at the end of the day, you know, we didn't get a Cobra of Honor. But we got a hug of respect at the end. You know, so so kudos to both wrestlers. And uh, Rhino and Michael Elgin, man, I mean, that'd be, that'd be a fuck of a team. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, your main event for the evening. We've got the American Wolves, consisting of Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Versus Demboys, Jay and Mark Briscoe. Um, you know, this is, uh, the first match I, well, first match I covered. I, I did go back, you know, like we talked about in, uh, the Jay Briscoe thank you episode, you know, that I went back and watched Ladder War from 2018, uh, you know, which is one of my favorite matches of all time. And, uh, you know, it's my first match, you know, we're covering here after what happened. So, um... But at the end of the day, goddamn, Ring of Honor brings it with these house shows. Um, I well, I mean, I've been to AEW Dynamite, and they're actually all—all all my, you know, my picking on Dynamite and AEW, and my lack of empathy and everything. You know, they do, their live shows are fun. I've never been. I haven't been to a WWF house show in a while. Uh It sounds like they maybe do something similar. But man, I mean. This is a paper pay-per-view quality main event, you know, any time of the year. So, um, and then, you know, and Kevin Kelly's talking how, uh, you know, it's it's January, you know, it's cold here in the Midwest, you know, and the Briscoes got their winter beards, and Nigel's like their wiener beards. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here, people? Winter beards, you know. So the beards are growing out on the on the Briscoes. Um, they're bald, you know. And uh, you know, come on, Lendl, but I do love the bald look. And yeah, uh, American Wolves coming out and very inspired by the British do- uh, bulldogs uniforms. You know, the blue pants and with the with the red lettering and everything. So you know, I, we've talked before, and I, I didn't realize this because there's a, a Dynamite Kid uh, di- biography. Maybe I should rewatch this on. Um, high spots, you know, I started watching that when I first got back into wrestling, and I, somebody said that, I think Davey Richards actually narrates that uh, I mean, obviously Davey Richards is of that dynamite kid, Chris Benoit you know, mold, you know of wrestler, you know, so I'll have to go back, and I didn't know who Davey Richards was at the time, and I will just get back into wrestling, so I should probably rewatch that, so and uh, you know, the beginning of the match, we get Davey Richards and Mark Briscoe just doing work, kids. Just, just doing work. So fun to, I mean, so fun to watch. Obviously, Davy Richards is a technician. That's the bottom line. You know, he's one of the best technicians in the world at this time. And uh, we've talked about it before. And, and I'll say it again, uh, you know, obviously Mark Grisco's a national treasure. I'm never gonna stop saying that. Uh, but he, he's a fuck of an athlete, and he went tit for tat, and move for move, uh, with Davy Richards here. Um, a lot of fun. You know, but earlier, Elgin and Rhino by accident ripped the canvas. Uh, made me a little nervous watching this whole match. It doesn't, you know, somebody trips on that, gets hurt. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, but uh, Mark, and, or, uh, yeah, Mark and Davey do do their thing. And after that, uh, <clears throat> we take in uh, Jay and Eddie, you know, and they will not be outdone. You know, obviously, Eddie Edwards is a is, is a great technician, tougher than shit. You know, and Jay is, once again, you know, he's a varsity athlete, as the kids like to say. And those two would not be dumb. So, it's kind of fun watching um, the pairs of wrestlers in the ring try to outdo the other pairs, even though, obviously, you know, they're opponents. But that was really fun to watch. You know, so go out of your way to watch this match. It's just a classic. You know, like I talked about earlier with uh, Adam Cole and Jimmy Jacobs, you know, being that Ring of Honor-style match. And this... I mean, this is really the definition, um, you know, of, of a Ring of Honor match. So, hard, um, you know, hard-hitting, uh, but sportsmanlike, work great wrestling. You know, there's a couple spots where either or could have cheated, you know, but they didn't, you know. So, they, they had the ultimate respect for each other. You know, it's kind of funny because actually, you know, we talked about it for the TV, or we might have talked about it in the Thank You Show. You know, when we started doing this podcast last year, the Briscoes were technically heels, Technically, you know, but obviously they just turned him face because, I mean, they're the fucking Briscoes. That's, you know, you know, it, it is what it is. And at one point, Jake gets knocked out of the ring and he's talking to Kevin Kelly and uh, Nigel McGuinness, you know, telling the move. And, you know, I always like when they interact with, you know, the, the color guys and everything, uh, you know, at the in the end. um you know, the, the American Wolves have dim uh, boys in a, a double needle lock. You know, obviously, one of the wrestlers isn't legal, but referees lets it go, but uh, Jay and Mark both get to the ropes. Uh, and then the American Wolves, you know, kind of put a topper on it, go for a doom devi- doomsday device of their own. However, uh, Mark uses his head, you know, pushes Davey off, and Davey goes through a table. Um, and then they, Mark and uh, Jay get Eddie Edwards up in the doomsday device, and uh, they hit it, hit it for the 1-2-0. Oh. I thought it was over, but no. Eddie Edwards actually kicks out of the doomsday device. Uh, but being the Briscoes being you know the, the wily veterans they are, I mean, they, they ain't fucking around. Uh, and then Jay hits the j for the pin, you know, uh, for the quick 1-2-3. And then uh, what a match. You know, glad no one got hurt with that rip. You know, just just four dudes laying it all on the line. Uh, four of the top wrestlers in the world at the time, and probably still today. You know, and just really the epitome of Ring of Honor. And then uh, Red Dragon comes out with their, their their scarves. So, you know, are we going to get a Red Dragon versus Briscoe Brothers match here or something? Um, I guess we shall see. High-fiver, so... Uh, yeah, so this week, you know, obviously, in light of all the, everything that went on, everyone gets two episodes this week, you know, so Will and I decided to do TV and everything because we don't want to get behind because we do have another, uh, event, this one emanating from Milwaukee, you know, uh, from January 19th, it's, uh, I think, Denier Defy 2, I think, along with TV, uh, TV's, you know, season two is wrapping up here, or ramping up, you know, so it looks like, uh, we're in for a fun ride, but, uh, you know, high fivers uh, and high flyers. You know, I will put that out there. You know, thanks for everything. I uh, appreciate the support. You know, uh, shout out to Brunden. You know, for for the question of dishonor uh, this week and every other week. You know, we're gonna we've got some things uh, brewing here. Will and I discussed. Uh, we're gonna start adding some content. Uh, we're gonna do some bonus content and do a couple different things with these episodes uh, in the future. So everybody, stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, I can't thank everybody, everyone, uh, I got some, uh, good feedback on the, the thank you Jay episode already. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Azar, appreciate you reaching out and let me know, uh, that you're listening, you know, and obviously Chad and Diesel for putting us on and, you know, I'm forgetting 6 million people, but, uh, and, and I talked about earlier, everyone that reached out, you know, cause, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I laugh at people that, you know get all emotional when, when celebrities die, and uh, yes, I've met Jay Brusco and everything, but, you know, uh, but everyone that, that reached out just said, hey, you know, you know, so if you need anything, just let me know, so you people know who you are, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put you, I'll, I'll shout you out in public if you want to, I don't give a fuck, you know, that's up to you, but, yeah, uh, a lot of fun, uh, Will, I missed you on this one, but make sure you watch this, this event, man, so this, this is a lot of fun, and if everyone else gets a chance, uh, watch we'll this episode too, but, uh, high-fivers, as we always say, I hope you enjoyed because we sure as shit did and we'll talk to
1: everybody next week.